celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And it is week two of our Super Zoo New Pet Products special. And uh, today we're going to be featuring some of the latest and greatest gadgets and gizmos for your pets, along with giveaways. Also, we are less than 10 days away for the big total solar eclipse. A lot of us are getting very excited here in the studio. Both Judy and myself are chasing it. Dr. Debbie, you're chasing it. We're going to different places, but we're definitely looking forward to it. And we wonder how the animals will react. Will they be looking up at the sun? Of course, it's very dangerous to look at the sun without any kind of protection. And I want to make sure that uh, Ladybug is equipped with the latest doggles you know, or <laughs> wel- welder's glasses, whatever she needs. Uh, just in case she peeks up at the sun and I don't want her to hurt her eyes. So we're going to find out today, is that even really necessary? Uh, Angela Speck, she's, uh, she has a big title. What's her title? Oh, she is the professor of astrophysics at the University of Missouri. Wow. Holy moly. That sounds very impressive. It does. And she's going to tell us all about how the animals will react to the eclipse. I've heard stories. I've heard that birds go crazy in the sky and that they get kind of acting all wacky. So it'll be interesting. Well, this will be my second one. And the first one was a little bit clouded out. So mm. uh, when was that, Hal? That was in Hawaii about, uh, hmm. That was a long time ago. About, I would say 20, 20, 26 years ago. I was going to say 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it took you to recall that. Yeah. <laughs> You were in Hawaii, like I don't remember. You see, you guys say total 91. eclipse. Yes. Yeah, I think of Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> ah, there you yes. go. Also on the show today, a lady who got her dog into modeling, uh, I believe, for the Banana Republic catalog <gasps> or Banana Republic commercial uh, uh, print ads. Wow. And I think I'm sure Ladybug would be a perfect model, wouldn't she? So we're going to find out how to get your dog or cat or animal into modeling, animal modeling, in just a few minutes, right here on Animal Radio. And uh, what are you working on over there in the newsroom, Miss Brooks? Found out that Facebook is cracking down on something to do with pets, and I mean even. If you do one of these kind of pet posts in a private group, even, they could just, you know, obliterate it, delete it. So we'll tell you what to be on the lookout for and what not to post to be safe. I'm still on my Facebook diet, and I I feel better than ever. Over a year now. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to, they're all ringing. Let's, you pick the line, Judy, and let's go there. I want to do number one. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by VetraScience. Summer is here. We're all excited, but for your pet, it could mean thunderstorms, lightning, fireworks, total eclipses. Talk about anxiety. No one likes to see their furry best friend trembling in the corner, and that's where Composure Supplement Choose from VetraScience comes in. And this is where your call comes in. Hey, Robert. Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on? Well, I have this cat that won't eat for about seven days, and all it'll eat is grass. It keeps wanting to get out in the front yard to eat the grass, and it wants to uh it wants to uh it, if i put i've tried every food possible and the only food it'll lick is the wet food the mm, real okay. with yeah. the juice it'll it'll lick the juice i went to this vet and she gave me this stuff for vomiting to serve serve something i don't know why she gave me that the cat isn't vomiting okay so how old is your kitty uh about 10 years old Ten years it's not old. Really okay. My cat. I I uh, adopted it from the pound. Okay. So she's eating grass. You say she's not vomiting. Not vomiting. She doesn't have diarrhea. 
Okay. And uh, the, all the schools and everything, all everything checked out. Uh, the vet made a whole list of stuff that checked mm-hmm. out. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. good. The weight, she's a little overweight, and that was about it. The only thing she, she wrote down. Okay. So did so they do any kind of tests? And she called me and said, the blood work's all right. But I don't know why she... I said, well, why are you giving me this this, uh, this uh, stuff with, it starts with a C for uh, vomiting? Probably, yeah, probably serenia. So you said that she did do blood work. Do you know what kind of content of the blood work was, what, what it was checking for? Um, she just said to find out what was, what was wrong mm, with the okay. cat. Okay. Well, I can tell you, Robert, it is not normal for cats not to eat seven days. So even though on the outward physical exam, there may not have been anything that was really jumping out as the cause, or even on, you know, the routine blood work, if there was nothing that showed up, um, we have something serious going on. For a cat not to eat seven days, um, we are already in a state where we can start having some secondary problems. So for cats in general, um, I get very nervous if they're not eating within 72 hours, within three days. And the reason is, no matter what the cause of them not wanting to eat, um, they can actually go into a form of liver failure from not eating. So you're in kind of a crossroads where I think we need to up the ante here and figure out a little bit more. So and if I had your kitty in front of me, the big things that I'd be looking for would be um, things relating to um, the thyroid. So I'd feel the neck for a possible nodule along the neck area because um, that can cause cats to have problems where they can have some GI symptoms and weight loss and so forth. The other thing would be is, is really focusing on her belly. And it may not be something we can feel or to see on the outward, but sometimes there's some other signs, um, some slightly thickened bowel loops, um, um, may need to do some x-rays to look at that. But um, there's something brewing on with your kitty. And, and I can say that um, I think it's going to take some more looking than kind of scratching the surface. But I'm afraid you're running out of time. You need to move a little bit faster and get some care for this baby. Now, in example, um, you ask why, you know, the vet may be using this drug called Serenia. It's, it's a medication that is used for nausea, but it also has some nice um, other properties. So we use it for um, inflammation-related problems, and that may be problems like inflammatory bowel disease in cats, which can cause a whole host of symptoms. Not all of them have to be present in every cat, but we could see a cat that's not eating, a cat that's vomiting, a cat that's having diarrhea, or a cat that's just simply losing weight. So that may be her rationale with that, and um, it can help with nausea there's, from a lot of a things. There's a lot of bad information about that, that uh thing on the internet that uh, uh, on when you look it up, it, it says, oh, my cat died within three days after the vet gave me that, that medicine. Well, so I got really scared about it. You know, I don't yeah, know if no, that's misinformation I, or not. Perhaps um, in some situations, but the problem is when we use medications with unknown health conditions. So in your situation, you have a cat that's not eaten seven days, she's going to die. I can tell you that. I'm not meaning to scare you, but you need to do something more. And Serenia may be something that might help her feel better. But, um, you know, I fear that bad things are going to happen whether you use the Serenia or not because we need to figure out what's going on. It's all gone already. There's only four pills. 
Correct. Yeah. So that's all we use that for is just initially. There's long-term strategies we can use, but I guess my point is, Robert, is um, we have to figure out what's wrong with your cat. And it isn't so much as, you know, I could recommend a lot of medication for a cat that's eating something that's maintaining body weight, taking in their nutrition. But if your cat's not eating anything, um, we don't have the opportunity to play around here. And I can't tell you, you know, the typical things that I'd use for a cat that's not eating well, which might be things like deworming, uh, B vitamin treatment. Um, an antibiotic course of therapy. There's things that we can use, but your cat is not a candidate for that. So I, I hope I'm impressing on you the urgency that you need to do something and work more diligently with your veterinarian to try to get the answers here. So I hope I'm not talking too tough for you, but you know I, I'm an advocate for animals. And your kitty is, is saying with those symptoms of not eating, there's something really bad going on, and, and we need to figure that out. Well, thank you very much. The vet said she wanted had some vitamin B12 for me today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and that is usually given in an injection form on a weekly basis. Um, there's also a um, oral form, but again, if your kitty's not eating, an oral form may be a hard um, pill for her to swallow, if you will, because um, you know it does require a kitty to have a fairly decent appetite to, you know, to eat something. So, I wish you well, Robert, and I, I hope everything, you know, turns out okay, but, you know, um, you know, I would say please, you know, please say, ask your veterinarian, what do I need to do to figure out, or what do you need <laughs> to your doc to, to figure this out so that we can get in the right course of action here? I'm at the mercy of the vet that I'm going to. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe you need well, another vet not, if they're not giving you the no, answers you need. And, and I'm going to, Hal, I'm going to say, you're never at the mercy of your veterinarian. You are, it's a teamwork approach. Then I have to get a second opinion. That's why I called you. Right. And I'm telling you, either go back to your vet and say, hey, I want to find the answers or find another vet. But there's nobody that's going to be able to look at your cat, fix the not eating without getting into the nitty gritty. So this is where working with your veterinarian is a teamwork approach. And, um, you know, there are no victims that are uh, pet owners in my office because it's something we work cooperatively. You know, we have maybe finances we work with or certain families situations we work with, but always it should be you and the veterinarian working together to find the answers, what's the best for your pet's care. So I, I hope you find that, and I, and I certainly hope your kitty gets that care. So thank you for your call. Toll free, one 405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie or Joey Villani. You can ask your questions also from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And yes, we are working on that technology. We've been mentioning this so that you can just hold your animal up to the radio. I, I want to help that kitty so badly. Um, if I could just see her. and I'm sorry. I'll let this summer be stressless for your pets with the help of composure by Science. From Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for Science supplements. And we thank Science for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A dog owner in Scotland wasn't sure what to make of his dog's rattling stomach. When Chris Morrison took his dog Oscar to the vet, he had no idea what was wrong with his five-year-old lab. The vet suspected Oscar might have eaten something other than dog food, but when he went into his stomach, he was stunned. Vet Bob Hesketh found 13 golf balls. One of them was black from having been inside Oscar for so long. Oscar's owner explained that he and Oscar loved to take long walks on the golf course at night and in the early morning. He knew Oscar liked golf balls and enjoyed bringing them home. He had no idea he was swallowing them. 
Oscar's now on a diet of watered-down food until his stomach heals, and although he can still go for walks on the golf course, he wears a muzzle as part of his no-golf-ball diet. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet, and we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. Dogs gotta go potty? Sometimes work, traffic, or bad weather get in the way. Introducing Brilliant Pad, the self-cleaning potty pad that automatically replaces a soiled pad with a clean, fresh one. Brilliant Pad seals in waste, locks away odor, and is hands-off for weeks at a time. Then disposal is fast, easy, and clean. Brilliant Pad gives you freedom and flexibility and improves hygiene for you and your dog. So spend less time cleaning and more time loving. Go to BrilliantPad.com today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Here's the number, 1-866-405-8405. It's a free call. doesn't cost you anything. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, what are you waiting for? Do it now. We can wait. We're going to go to the phones in just a couple of seconds for your calls. We're also going to be going to our Super Zoo item of the week. And this is uh, the Brilliant Pad. It's an automatic cleaning potty for your dog. I tell you, it's changed my life. It has. You it actually has. use one of these, don't oh. you? Well, I don't use it. My dog uses it. Okay, but, just make sure we got I that clear there. just love it. <laughs> and we're going to be giving away one in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio, too. So stick around for that. Also, this hour... If you've ever thought about getting your dog in photos and pictures, modeling, doing have a modeling career, uh, we're going to tell you how you possibly can do that. We have someone who's uh, experienced in that and actually turned open a catalog once and found their dog right there modeling. Of course, the dog went to a photo shoot. It wasn't a complete surprise, but we're going to we're going to find <laughs> yeah. out how she got her dog involved and see how you can get your dogs involved in modeling and just a Yes. I want to see too because Nikki's a little bit larger gal, and I, you know I have to speak up for the large dogs. They sure. don't have the same supply of cute doggy costumes at the pet stores. You have to really look hard to find a large dog costume. It's 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 very one sided with these little toy breeds. So um, I want to look for the big dog and see if they c- can meet her needs. Okay, that's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Big size dog pictures modeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a need for that. It's the sure. new thing now. There is. I guess so. Well, let's go to Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from, Jennifer? Hi. From Ranch Cucamonga. Oh, the L.A. area. What's going on? How can we help you? Um, well, I foster dogs for rescues, and I have a dog who is large, and he um, seems to be a little dominating with food and with chew toys and now with my affection with other dogs. Oh, okay. So what does your doggy household consist of? Um, well, we have a big yard. Um we're constantly out there with the dogs, giving all the dogs attention. I mean, there's different dogs that come in and out. I have long-term fosters and short-term fosters. 
So how many dogs? What kind? Tell me what you got. Um, I have like four chihuahuas, and then I just recently got a, li- a little girl. She's medium size. Okay. She looks like, I think she's half pit, half lab. Okay. And he, they said he's half pit, half lab, but he looks more half great being half lab. Okay. He's a big guy then, huh? <laughs> he's really big. And um, if I show any dog's affection, he gets mad and he starts fighting. Um, we try to introduce him to the girl, mm-hmm. thinking that maybe he would settle down that he has a dog more his size, and he just went off on her. Wow. Okay. Has anyone gotten hurt here? No. He he just pins them with his with his nose and his face. But recently, I noticed he started to open his mouth. Mm, okay. And how long has he been with you? Yeah. He's been with me since Thanksgiving, and just this has recently just happened. All right, Jennifer. Well, I can tell you have a big heart because you've opened your your yard and your home to many dogs here, and I'm assuming they're all spayed and neutered. Yes, they are. They are. Okay, perfect, because that's an important detail we have to make sure is off the table there first. So I'm, I'm going to give you some some hard, cold truth here. And um, I am okay. concerned for the other animal's safety in this situation. And I think what you're doing is really, um, it's wonderful, and you want to make a difference. But in a dog that displays those kind of characteristics, both resource guarding, um, whether that be food, toys, or humans, um, that poses a special concern. And it does require extra training and control of the situation. And if you have little chihuahuas, that adds in also another component of what may be going on. I'd have to you know, see your pets interacting is that little dogs sometimes can elicit prey drives in larger dogs um, or dogs that have a a very strong prey drive, just like a greyhound, for instance. You know, they love to chase things. And if if this dog also has dominant behaviors and protective behaviors, it really can um, mean disaster. So for the other animal safety in that situation, you need to do something very drastic, whether that means rehoming or finding another foster to take this other dog. But if he was your only dog, then, then there's a lot of things I could advise you on and how you can control situations to work with him and build positive um positive experiences. It is so hard if you've got five other dogs running around doing their daily things to try to train him to respond in a favorable way because you're not controlling those actions of those other dogs at the same time. It's just physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he was your only dog, then we would talk about you know giving him positive reward for allowing the acceptance of another dog nearby and um, training him to accept yeah. um, you know handling of those items by yourselves and or another pet that you could bring into the area. But um, I see it every day <laughs> and it's only because I sew up dogs that um, are unfortunately attacked by housemate dogs over possessive behaviors. Um, uh-huh. I just have to speak yeah, up see, for their safety. Fine. Yeah, he's fine outside with them all day. It's just once I go out there. I understand. But, you know, you, it could be it yeah. could be something as simple as, you know, he sees something else in the yard when you're not around, um, something else that he wants to be possessive over. You can't control those situations. If, uh-huh. um, you know, something else happens, you know, someone else comes around. It's just too difficult. And and um, I'm not saying put him to sleep. I'm just saying your environment is not the most conducive for him to be trained appropriately. And he, he does need a lot of work. Um, so that is something that I think will take a lot of dedication and uh, focusing on him as a single individual in a household. So ho- hopefully you mm-hmm. can you know maybe find someone within your network of shelter personnel that you can um, set that up. 
yeah, I contacted Rusty and they said, um, give us a little bit more time. We, you know, we're full in boarding and we have to find another foster. But he, because he's so big, you know, we have a, a dog run. We're thinking he's just going to ram through that dog run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's um, a lot of dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish you good luck with that, Jennifer. And, um, Hopefully he can find the help that he needs, but um, keep your baby safe and, and definitely make sure you do keep them supervised, separated until you can make those arrangements. We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food, but we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine Caviar. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Facebook is cracking down on the sale of pets. Yeah, kind of weird to find out that they have always banned the sale of animals on their site, but only in recent weeks as the company began enforcing the policy, which is supposed to be designed to weed out puppy mills. Facebook's list of things not allowed or their forbidden commerce on the site includes also weapons, ammunition, explosives, and adult items or services. But it's still unclear exactly what algorithm Facebook is following in enforcing its no-pets-for-sale policy. But in some cases, it's said that pages are allowed, at least for now, to exist for pet sales and adoptions. However, Facebook will not allow those pages to be promoted. And you're probably thinking what I thought. Oh, let's go into a, a group, a, a closed group. Exactly. But private groups appear to be included in the no pet sales policy as well. So even those post in private groups, they say, would be subject to removal. A 33-year-old man in Connecticut has been sentenced to 120 days in jail. It was after he pled guilty to cutting a pet fish in half during a domestic dispute. Hmm. You would just put the word pet in there and it becomes terrible. The fish actually belonged to a nine-year-old boy who lived in the house. He was the one, the little boy, was the one who told police that the betta fish was killed. The prosecutor says that the brutality of the whole thing really did traumatize the child. But oddly... As part of the plea deal, as horrible as it was, a charge of cruelty to animals was dropped, presumably because it was a fish. Hmm. Of course, the FBI now tracks animal cruelty. And if you didn't know, the reason they do is because the National Sheriff's Association was the leading advocate for adding animal cruelty as a data set to the FBI's crime statistics. Before other law enforcement, it was the Sheriff's Association that was the one that was citing studies linking animal abuse and other types of crimes, you know, most famously 
murders committed by serial killers. The group also points out the overlap animal abuse has with domestic violence and child abuse. In fact, uh, there's a great quote from the deputy executive director of the National Sheriff's Association who said, if somebody is harming an animal, there is a good chance they are also hurting a human. Mm. And if they're not now, they will be soon. Right. And for those of us who don't have fish, I guess you just never, that thought never entered my mind. But hearing that story was just, wow. Well, um, if I can tug on those heartstrings, uh, in one of the most touching animal stories of late, friends, patriots, and dog lovers all saluted, everyone saluting Jeff DeYoung late last month as he carried his best friend, Cena passed him as they were on their way to board a decommissioned Navy ship in Michigan. The 10-year-old Black Lab was cradled in the arms of his master, Jeff, who was wearing, by the way, his full-dress Marine uniform. And he was carrying the dog because he could no longer walk due to bone cancer. So Cena was euthanized on board that ship. It was a big hero's farewell to Senna, who had uh, served with the young in Afghanistan in 2009 and 2010, a particularly violent time in the war there. And uh, they were finally reunited, though, four years later when Senna had turned six. Then last month, as his condition worsened, a fellow Marine launched an online fundraiser to raise money for a headstone and also searching for a volunteer willing to give Senna just a few final rides in an open-top Jeep. Hmm. At last check, more than $65,000 had been raised wow. for Senna. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is Robert Summer, your Pet World Insider, and I'm here at the largest pet product trade show in the country, Super Zoo, and we're checking out the latest and greatest gadgets for your pets. And I am here at Brilliant Pad, and folks, this definitely fits that category i want to welcome alan cook alan hey thanks for joining us i this is something that is really unique you know we walk all the different halls miles and miles of products and then something like this just reaches out and grabs us tell us a little bit about the brilliant pad so brilliant pad is really exciting it's really new We've never seen anything like it before because it's the world's first automatic self-cleaning dog potty. You know, more small dogs use puppy pads than ever before. And guess what? 
they don't clean themselves. So congratulations, you get to pick up the messy, <laughs> the smelly, the stinky. And while people love their little dogs, we haven't met a single one that loves the mess they leave behind. And when we were, we are experts at making pet waste easier to handle and easier to dispose. And we said, we got to do something about this. And that's why we created Brilliant Pad. So you never have to handle a messy, stinky, soiled pad ever again. Well, I love it. Let's talk a little bit about what the Brilliant Pad does and how it does make it not only easier, cleaner, it's ecologically friendly. Let's talk about that. Cool. Well, Brilliant Pad uh, to your dog is like a regular pad. You know, it's a, it looks like it's a platform that's just a couple of inches off the ground so that even the smallest dogs can step onto it easily. Then they can pee or poop or do whatever they need to do, and the machine can handle it all. Then the machine wraps and seals the waste so your home is clean and odor-free. Imagine not having to handle the dirty pad. The machine does all the dirty work for you. Regular pads just don't do that. Our pads are super durable and super absorbent, and they soak up all the liquids and dry out the solids. And because we dry out the waste and seal the waste, we can store it without the smell. It's automated. Mm -hmm. Do your dogs know that it's automated? Well, it's, it's, it's automated and it's adjustable. So some people only want to advance the pad when they want to at the touch of a button. Other people can set a timer so the system advances one, two, or three times a day. And what we're showing here at this show is an automatic sensor that will automatically advance the pad after your dog leaves. So whatever situation is right for you, you are in complete control and can decide when it replaces the pad. I love it. And it's quiet. The motor is quiet because I think that's something that pet parents are concerned about. A noise that makes any you know pet in the house gives them anxiety. This is not the case. No, we applied our expertise developing automatic litter systems to come up with a uh, motor that is durable and powerful and reliable, yet very quiet. And some dogs can get very nervous when either something new comes into the home or there's sounds, and not even thunder or lightning. What happens when the dishwasher goes off or the washing machine? We've made our product even quieter than other things you'll find in your home. So even the most uh, timid dogs can successfully use Brilliant Pet. The technology, not just as you've pointed out, hey, there's a lot of moving parts and sensors and this and that, but also the technology you're using in the pads. Mm -hmm. Talk about that because that is great for the environment. We had to create three products to create Brilliant Pad. There's the machine with the Whisper Quiet motor and all the durable technology uh, we've built using our years of experience in the pet industry. Then the rolls, when you look at them, they're ex you'll be people are surprised because they're extraordinarily thin, and they're like. How? Where's the pad? Where does it go? And despite the pads being so thin, they are durable and robust, and they hold as much liquid as a regular pad. Yet we do it with one-third less material than a regular pad. Then there are the caps that uh, seal each roll to prevent leaks and odors uh, to make the disposal easy and clean. Your hands only touch clean surfaces when you're throwing it away, and the caps that make it so easy are biodegradable. 
So the environmental impact of Brilliant Pad is substantially less than regular pads. We do it by using less material in the pad and making the accessories that make disposal easy biodegradable. Thank you for everything you're doing. I want to make sure the folks know where they can find out more information about what you're doing. They should come to our website, brilliantpad.com, uh, and you can order the machine and the replacement rolls direct to your door. There you have it, Animal Radians, straight from the floor here at SuperZoo in Las Vegas, enjoying this show, sharing with all of you the hot, new, exciting products that are going to make a difference in your lives and your pets' lives Check it out. Let us know what you think about this on our Animal Radio Facebook page. I said enough. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And Roro is such a cute dog. Have you ever thought of Roro being in, in pictures and as a model, perhaps? You know, a lot of people have asked us that. Um, Roro, would you like to... He hates when I take his picture. I'm taking this picture. No, he said. No. They wouldn't like it, huh? Well, you know what? Uh, Grumpy Cat is worth $100 million. $100 million, believe it or not. Amy Peller is joining us. She's a marketing consultant. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? Hi, doing great. How are you doing? Very good. You uh, you opened up a magazine once and turned to a, an ad for Banana Republic, and you saw your dog there. Is that <laughs> that is that is that is true? Um, we had uh, we had been on a, sh- a Banana Republic shoot before that happened, but yes, that that is true, and it was uh, pretty phenomenal to see him. Uh, Featured in a uh, on the front page of of their ho- holiday catalog, actually. Well, he's a very very wow. handsome dog. I gotta say, I, I oh, understand thank why. thank you, thank you. So, is this a career now for him? <laughs> it's uh, a more a little bit more of a recreational uh, hobby, um, something he'd love to turn into a career. Um, but he's uh, you know, he he's he's done a few shoots um, and uh, is uh, very open to doing more. He's been doing great on them. Yeah. So, can you make a living at this? Um, I, uh, perhaps it depends on how you want to live, um, I think, and maybe, uh, and maybe how many, how many pets you have. Um, for, for us, it's really, uh, yeah, I'd say don't, I, I'd say don't quit the day job, uh, much, much more about a fun extra correct, extracurricular activity. Do you mind me asking how much you got paid for that? Yeah. I mean, the two shoots that we did, we earned, um, for about a day of work, about $500, um, each time, um, $500 a day, which is, which is great. Um, but I think it's more just, uh, the, the, what would be the quantity of work, you know? And so it's, it's not, it's not something that you could really, you know, necessarily count on, you know, day in and day out. Um, so it's, it's just something we've been doing for, for a lot of fun and, uh, it, uh, helps, uh, 
he helps him pay some of his uh, for some extra toys and treats, uh, <laughs> and which which he loves. Yeah, we're trying to get the animals in the studio here to pay for some of their food and expenses. And <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know? they, totally, they totally should. I mean, we're now a, a dual-income household, so <laughs> that's nice. that, I think it's good. I think that's positive, for sure. Well, now, you're already in the business as a marketing consultant. How would you recommend people get involved and get their animals as potential uh, models? Well, I, I mean, I think... I mean, I think even before going into modeling, you know, with your dog, I think it's just really important to to know your dog and know is this something that you know is going to be a, a good fit given given your your dog's demeanor and and his or her likes or, or dislikes. And so these you know these modeling gigs, I mean, they could be uh, they, they you know there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of equipment, and so really that needs to be an environment that you know, that your dog would be you know be comfortable in and also be comfortable um, in terms of um, demonstrating you know, sort of basic training uh, um, and basic behaviors while they're on the set. But if, if your dog has, has that appetite, then I'd say have some photos that really show what, what the dog really, you know, really looks like. I work with an agency in New York called All Tame, and, uh, and, they, and they've been fantastic in terms of connecting us with uh, potential opportunities. Well, I, I didn't realize there was actually animal yeah. agencies. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Actually, the... I mean, the the woman who um, who represents uh, my dog, whose name is Benny Hanna, um, Benny's <laughs> Benny's agent. Um, she also, I mean, she represents everybody from I think dogs and cockroaches up to you know placing elephants and horses at the Metropolitan Opera House. So cockroaches, she's a, they, huh? Yeah. Uh, don't don't give Hal any yeah. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, yes. cockroaches, that's just like a Hollywood agent, pretty much, yeah, for, pretty, for humans. Pretty, yeah, pretty much the same. Pretty, pretty much the same. So it, it is long hours, and it, that means, of course, the animal needs to stay in one place or be able to be yeah. uh, to, to enjoy at least uh, taking a little bit of direction in long hours. So Yeah, 100%. I mean, it could be quite, you know, there's a lot of downtime um, when, you're, when you're on a, a, a set, when you're, you know, filming for a shoot, whether that be for a commercial or for, whether that be for still photographs. And so, you know, kind of having your dog and you, frankly, be really patient and kind of being available at the moment they need you and being okay, just kind of hanging back and laying low the rest of the time. It gives you bragging rights, and you can say now that you sleep with the male model. <laughs> it sure, it sure, it sure, it sure does. It is great to to live with a, a male model. He's already pretty fluffy, so it hasn't. I mean, I don't think it could go to his head anymore because his head's already quite yeah. quite large and fluffy. But uh, he's he's staying staying pretty grounded, keeping all all four paws. What's next for Benny? So you know, we're we're, we're actually looking. He there was he, Benny's actually today. He's at the uh, the spa. He's having a spa day today sure. because it's it's possible that he may be doing another shoot later this week. So we're waiting to hear on that and. We don't even know what it's for yet. So, gosh, he'd you know he'd he'd love to uh, he'd love to do a few more a few more gigs. Do you start off with like headshots and all the usual? <laughs> yeah, stuff? how does that work? Um, so there was an article. He was featured recently in an article um, in the New York Times and uh, for about dog modeling. And so for that, they actually sent a photographer out, and so we were able to get access to a lot of the the shots she did that day. So now I feel like he has a much more professional. Uh, a portfolio of various headshots and things like that. Does he have an Instagram page? He sure does. His Instagram. <laughs> wow, you're making my day by letting me uh, give him a plug. His, his Instagram is Benny B E N N Y Hana H A N A Doodle. Benny Hana Doodle, and, uh, and yeah, he's doing good. He's got a good social media strategy. I think he just has about <laughs> about 600 followers now, but he's on the, he's on the way up. I think his stars on the rise. 
Well, we'll put links to everything over at AnimalRadio.pet. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us today. Oh, you bet. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. We're going to head back to the phones for your calls. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 next. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is underwritten by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats, always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at redbarninc.com. And thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity. Theoretically speaking, actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. In less than 10 days, the United States will have a total solar eclipse. It's been a while since uh, the last eclipse, yeah. at least here in the United States, and it won't the be, mainland. It won't be total over the whole United States. No, there's a certain a area. Yeah, like 100 miles across. Wow. And everyone's going to... And we're going to be like storm chasers. Yep. We're going to like follow yep. it. Yep. <laughs> Dr. Debbie and I are going... You guys got to post lots of videos. Yeah, I'm going to take... I'm mostly thinking about photographing the uh, people that are involved yeah. with this because I'm sure it's going to be like Woodstock. And yeah. It's just... Uh, so many people... Uh, I will leave the dogs at home. Are you taking your dogs with you, Dr. Debbie? No, no. I, you know, this is something I think it's fun for people, but animals aren't going to really appreciate anything of the experience. So. Especially with the crowds. Oh, yeah, too yeah. hot. Okay. Yeah. So this hour, we're going to talk to Dr. Angela Speck. She is an astrophysicist, and she's going to tell us a little bit about how we should protect our dogs' eyes, just in case they happen to be looking up at the uh, the solar eclipse. And she's also going to tell us what happens to the animals, all animals, like birds and cows, uh, because they all are affected by the eclipse. And that's just around the corner right here on Animal Radio. Lori, what are you working on for this hour? I'm going to tell you about some rats who are caring for kittens. Huh? <laughs> and it's a uh-huh. true story. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> These rats are, have been hired by this cat cafe to care for kittens. Auto babies. Well, that's very strange. Yeah, that's shocking. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll find out more about that. Let's go to one of the lines right now. Let's go to Blanca calling in from L.A. Blanca. Yes, you... from Torrance, California. How you doing today, Blanca? We're doing fine, thank you. What's going on with the animals? How can we help? Okay, I have a 12-year-old cat uh, that weighs 19 pounds. Uh, wow. He's always been very hostile, but in the last... Uh, I would say year, maybe two years, he's getting worse and worse to the point that, uh, I mean, he loves the family. He cuddles with us, all of that. But I cannot even put it in the carrier to take him to the vet for mm-hmm. his vaccination because he'll bite. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like anybody except the family. And then if I try to carry him, he'll bite me. Now, okay. he will jump on me and, and cuddle, but that's it. Okay. I need, I need some help. 
So is the, just to get this straight, the, the main problem is when he leaves the house, he's aggressive. No. And uh, if I put him in the carrier, uh, he becomes aggressive for me not to put him. If oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I use that uh, spray to calm them down and I put it in. Mm-hmm. If I take him, I, he becomes very aggressive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, challenging because cats are are definitely they have their preferences and and they would prefer to stay in their own house and never go see that mean doctor in the white coat. <laughs> and I do have some cats that come to me that to actually walk in the door, I have to have the pet owner put the cat in my box and I have to anesthetize the cat to actually handle them. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, the far end of the scenario that some cats are just very challenging to do anything to once they get out of their home environment. Now, there are other cats we may get away with, you know, using things like the natural remedies like pheromones or calming medications that contain, um, green tea extract called L-theanine. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be helpful or even using tranquilizers at home before you even pull out that cat carrier. Well, so if, the, the thing is that if I need to use tranquilizers, I call the vet and I say, listen, I cannot put him in the, in the car. Well, we will have to see him in order for you to give you a tranquilizer. Uh-huh. So, you know, one thing offsets the other. Yeah. Well, and this is where having a regular relationship with your veterinarian is important. Because if I knew your kitty, what's your kitty's name? Cuddles. <laughs> Cuddles. <laughs> if, if you said, hey, Dr. Debbie, uh, Cuddles needs to come in. I have a concern. And you were to tell me, oh, when I look in my chart and I say, Cuddles, 19 years old, cat from, he- oh, heck. <laughs> I would say, you know what? I have no problem with that medication right now. Because if it helps to facilitate what I need to do, I'm all on board. But the problem is if you don't have a, a, a close relationship with a veterinarian or he hasn't been in recently, they do need to make sure he's helping healthy enough for that. All that being said, yeah. usually a, a cat that comes in, you know, all teeth and claws bared, um, you know, we have to do what we have to do to, to enable that exam. So um, I, you well, are probably going to be beyond the things that I can help you with, uh, natural remedies. Um, so that would be definitely some of the first things to try. But otherwise, you know, be prepared that we're going to have to use chemical help um, for cuddles. Yeah, whether- yeah, I figure it would ha- end up to be that. I guess I'm going to have to talk to the vet and see if she can recommend something or give me something because I, you know, he, he needs to be checked. Absolutely. Now, this is, I hate to throw some of my colleagues under the bus, but this is an opportunity for some folks that do house call work. (laughs) And and it's a proven thing. Cats behave differently in their home environment than outside. And I had a cat from hell when I was um, a a young uh, veterinarian, and I could not do anything to my own cat when I brought them into, him into my hospital. Not at all. I had to, I could draw blood kind of at home on the kitchen table with him, and I could get that done. But once he figured I was pulling out the white coat and being a veterinarian, he changed. So yeah. I, I, I totally know what you're going through, and um, you know, I'm not meaning to make it a laughing matter, but sometimes um, in the home environment, a mobile vet um, with proper assistance, you know, they might be able to at least get some basic things done, a physical exam, basic vaccination, and then maybe help to clear the way that if you do need a tranquilizer um, for bigger things that might be needed to be done, then you know, they can help you out with that as well. So. Oh, okay. So then I, 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 I'm sure that there might be some kind of a mobile uh, vet that I can 
Definitely. In, yeah. In your area, I'm sure there are. Um, and some veterinary offices offer their own um, mobile house call services, and there are actually exclusive practices where that's all they do. And, um, oh, really? You know, Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of check check around and um, make some connections with that. But that might be one thing. And as long as he was, you know, not offended by the white coat in general, <laughs> that might be one opportunity. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much, Doctor. I really appreciate this. I just needed to know that that's the last resort. Yeah. Because yeah. my vet is not helping me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And you know the you know nobody likes to use drugs on their animals if we can avoid it. So um, if that works for you, then I'll yeah. I'll be clapping no, for with, cuddles there. With me, it's fine. I, I'm just worried that you know. I mean, I did. Uh, I was able to take him for his uh, rabies, but they couldn't even put the flea medication because he was ready to kill all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doctor. I appreciate you talking to me, and I'll look for a mobile one. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks, Blanca. Calling from Los Angeles at 1-866-405-8405. And uh, Animal Radio Super Zoo Special is brought to you by Brilliant Pad. That, of course, is the world's first self-cleaning dog potty. Get this. It automatically replaces a soil pad with a fresh, clean one so your home stays odor-free and you never have to touch, see, or smell yucky pads again. Learn more over at BrilliantPad.com. And thanks, Brilliant Pad, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, five trends you'll see from SuperZoo. So I know some of you are thinking, what is SuperZoo? It's not the coolest zoo in the world featuring every animal known to humanity, though that would be very cool. Instead, it's the largest pet industry trade show in North America, with more than a 1,000 exhibitors, including industry leaders in dog, cat, horse, bird, reptile, fish, small animal, and more. It's so large it takes days to see it all. It's not open to the public, but I was there so that I could share with all of you some of the top trends and what we'll soon be seeing in our favorite pet stores. What struck me about the pet food category is that the continued move toward humanizing the approaches to pet food is continuing very strong. I saw specialty brands touting vegetarian, paleo, completely balanced, issue-specific, and more, all aimed at the differences in pets. The overwhelming push was to provide a healthier, more natural offering, as that is what people are looking for. And that's encouraging, because even if it turns out to be more marketing than actuality, every step forward in health counts. Another huge trend I saw was CBD, hemp heart, and hemp oil offerings. This is something I'm very passionate about, as it made a tremendous difference for my dog Zoe. Still, there's a lot to know and understand about it, from the quality and what the differences are to where it comes from. But don't worry, Animal Radians, I'll be covering that in a future episode for those who want to understand more about it. Let's talk treats. Regardless of it being for birds, dogs, cats, horses, and more, they were all more focused on functional treating, and that's a great sign. We're all going to give treats to our pets, but if they can also serve a functional purpose, then everybody wins. It's exciting to see a shift toward healthy offerings, and I give the credit to you, my Animal Radio friends, because we pet parents are demanding better for our pets, and the industry is listening. One of the more intriguing trends, which I am also very passionate about, is alternative, socially, and ecologically responsible protein sources. 
From cricket powder and treats to carp treats to other insect and unique protein sources, the pet industry here in North America is moving quickly to catch up with the rest of the world in terms of sustainable and responsible protein sources. And many of these are not only environmental difference makers, but they also offer greater health benefits as well. This is another future topic for us, my animal radio friends. Finally, technology is always improving and impacting every sector of the world. And the pet industry is no different. There's so much more I want to share with you, but don't worry, I'll be focusing in on many of these trends in the future. In the meantime, share your observations on pet product trends on our Animal Radio Facebook page. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated work. right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Well, you're awesome. Dogs gotta go potty? Sometimes work, traffic, or bad weather get in the way. Introducing Brilliant Pad, the self-cleaning potty pad that automatically replaces a soiled pad with a clean, fresh one. Brilliant Pad seals in waste, locks away odor, and is hands-off for weeks at a time. Then disposal is fast, easy, and clean. Brilliant Pad gives you freedom and flexibility and improves hygiene for you and your dog. So spend less time cleaning and more time loving. Go to BrilliantPad.com today. Allergy sufferers? The name's Nigel. I'm a well-educated owl, therefore well-versed in the difference between what's wise and unwise. Talking like a pirate on a job interview. Unwise. Using new Zizol for 24-hour relief of your allergy symptoms? Quite wise. In a clinical study, 90% of allergy sufferers who use Zizol felt powerful 24-hour relief after just one day. So for continuous allergy relief, don't be unwise. Be wise all. Take new Zizol. Users directed. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. And the toll-free number is 1-866-405-8405. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Angela Speck, and she is a uh, astrophysicist. Is that what she is? Oh, Astro- what? A- astrophysics. She's a professor of astrophysics at the University She's of Missouri. She's too smart for this show. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Except for Dr. Debbie, of course. You can talk to her, Dr. Debbie. <laughs> You'll be able to translate. Uh, the deal with her is she's going to tell us whether or not the eclipse will be dangerous for our pets if they can look at the eclipse. Mm. And, uh, whether I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got doggles for Ladybug, so just in case, you know. those Be are, prepared. Those are uh, uh, solar doggles, too. Are they? They're actually welding glasses. They use these at uh, for laser treatments. You probably are familiar with these, Dr. Debbie. Uh, when a dog comes in for laser treatment, they have to oh, put yeah. on these special mm-hmm. glasses. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just in case she needs them, and we'll find out with Angela Speck in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. We should call her doctor, right? Dr. Angela Speck? Absolutely. Okay. She's earned it. Lori, what are you working on in the newsroom over there? There is actually a city in this country where it is illegal for you to babysit or pet sit your, your neighbor or your friend's pet. You could be fined a, a thousand bucks. 
I can watch my kid, my neighbor's kids, but I can't watch their pets. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know what? That's, that's something about? different. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, I'd rather watch the pets than the neighbor's kids. Me too. Okay, that's on the way. Let's head on over to Belinda. Hey, Belinda, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Bellflower, California. Oh, the L.A. area. So how are you yep. doing? What's up? I got the whole team here. I'm calling. I have a almost five-year-old Savannah that um, has a clothing fetish. Wait, wait, wait. Um, is that a cat? A cat. a cat, yeah, that'll be my call there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. She, when she was around two, she started um, eating, like, material, like towels, clothing, uh, blankets. Um, I mm-hmm. can't keep any towels or toilet paper, anything in the bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. I had her take it. I took her to the vet because I wasn't sure what was going on, and they couldn't. I took her to two vets. They couldn't find anything wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, about a year after that, she stopped eating, and when I took her in, they thought she was plugged up because I never found any evidence of any of the material that she ate. And they couldn't find anything. They did exploratory surgery, and they just said she had a severe food allergy. Okay. And she still, although I don't leave anything out, so she hasn't been doing this for about a year, and I think it's because there's nothing for her to chew on Okay. Good. anymore. Okay. But I don't. I didn't know if it was like a food, like she was missing something in her diet. Right now, she's on a hypoallergenic diet because of the food allergy. Okay. Well, great. And and um, when we have a kitty that's chewing on fabrics, we call that wool sucking. Um, some will just suck on fabrics. Others will chew or try to ingest that. But it's it's a complicated disorder, and in many cases, we do feel that it is an obsessive compulsive disorder. And there can be some genetic traits um, kind of, you know, linking towards this. And we do see it a lot in some of the Oriental breeds. And um, savannas can have Oriental breeds within that. So for those that don't know, a savanna is a hybrid cat, um, serval mixed with a domestic short hair. And sometimes they have, um, like, the Asa cats or the Oriental short hairs mixed in there um, to produce this line. Um, but this obsessive compulsive disorder, if it's not something like that, it can also be something digestive, a food allergy and malabsorptive problem. So I do like the fact that your kitty is on a hypoallergenic diet. And for some cats, that or the um, higher level treatments, if we have inflammatory bowel disease present, um, medications to suppress that um, may be in order. Um, if if that's not the case and they didn't feel she had a huge inflammatory bowel disease component, then, you know, the diet might be the only thing we need to do medically um, and then look at what other things that we can do to treat um, the wool sucking. And the number one thing that I like that you said is that you've restricted access to those items, um, something as simple as towels or clothes, laundry laying around, those kind of things, just having those out of way and not around can help to eliminate that um, behavior. And there are some thoughts that by increasing other alternate oral behaviors, because it can have an obsessive component, so some cats just need to chew on something, whether it be, you know, a doggy rawhide, a lamb ear, providing them with kitty grass can be helpful for some cats, um, I, as well I as... Did buy, I did buy her about a um, year and a half ago. Um, uh-huh. One of those large, large dog bones um, I yeah. got at one of the restaurants. I mean, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, I let her know on that for quite a while. I mean, she worked that over. 
that was just something that I figured, well, she's going to chew. I even gave her a couple of Kong toys. I Like I said, since since she's had the surgery, which was, it's been about two years now, a year and a half, um, she hasn't had that problem. But then again, I haven't left anything out for her to Good. And be that able. might be interesting because the diet plus your changes, you know, may have been successful enough right now that you don't have to look at some of the other steps that we would do. But, um, you know, some of those other things, you know, making sure that, um, uh, you know, everything's picked up, um, the environment, we enrich that. So, you know, just making sure everything is as stress-free as possible. And some cats with wool sucking, it'll actually be triggered after, after a stressful event or some kind of household change. But the vast majority of cats that do this, it actually starts at puberty. So just at a couple months of age is when this behavior starts to kick in. In my practice, I tell you, over 50% of the cats that have this behavior are are Siamese. Um, The other ones will be Burmese and the other Oriental breeds. So it it is very common in these guys. And sometimes we do have to pull out medications such as Kitty Prozac um, or uh, Clomipramine is another one that I'll I'll use with this kind of behavior if we, we don't get the help we need with the environment. Changes. All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because canine caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com. Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm-hmm. <laughs> and shades. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Pet sitters in New York City who use the Rover.com app are apparently breaking the law and might face a hefty fine. The reason? Well, the health department rules in New York ban anyone from taking money to care for an animal if that person isn't actually a licensed kennel. So anybody boarding, feeding, and grooming animals for a free that does not have a kennel license in New York City is breaking the law. It's an even bigger problem when you find out that you can't get those kennel license if they are issued for a private home. It's just not possible. So this battle is beginning to brew big time in the Big Apple. There's not been a huge crackdown yet, but a few people have been cited for caring for pets without that all-important permit. And those fines start at $1,000. Wow. Can you imagine watching your neighbor's pet or <laughs> them watching yours and being fined a thousand bucks? The city's health department says its main concern really is commercial boarding with no oversight. However, this whole thing probably will go away soon since Rover.com has already had victories in both California and Colorado 
when they supported legislation that eventually cleared the way for allowing in-home pet sitting without a license. And it would really pay off big time for Rover to help get that law changed in New York because the company already has 95,000 pet owners in New York registered with their service, plus another 9,000 pet sitters. That's a lot of moolah. (laughs) Politics. Yes. Well, no doubt you remember Cecil the Lion, Zimbabwe's huge, beloved, that black-maned, gorgeous lion whose death at the hands of an American trophy hunter triggered international outrage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cecil was, of course, killed by an American dentist who had paid about $50,000 to go on that African hunting safari. Well, now we find out... History repeats itself as Cecil's son has been fatally shot by another trophy hunter in Zimbabwe. And those who follow and study the lions of Africa say it's a real shock to them that Cecil's eldest cub, his name was Zanda, has met with exactly the same fate as his father and in nearly the exact same location. A cat cafe in Brooklyn, they have recruited some help to care for their newborn kittens, mostly those kittens who were orphaned. But they are rats. Yes. Rats to care for kittens? Yes. Rats to care for kittens. These are young rats. Their names are Remy and Emile. These special rats, Remy and Emile, were raised around kittens from a young age, and they're mostly used to care for orphan kittens or what you may have heard called bottle babies because you have to feed them all the time from a bottle because they're usually just a couple days old. But because the rats are not afraid of the kittens because they've been raised with them, the rats don't run away from the kittens and the kittens don't chase the rats. Interesting. Although they say that um, the cats do love playing with the rats' tails during their play play sessions, which are supervised, one of the volunteers says, these kittens are slobs. Essentially, so the rats are always around during feeding time, and then they will go up on the kittens and and lick them and clean them up. and And she says it's really grooming them, because it's it's not that they just want the cat food, because really the cat food bowl is just a few inches away, and they could have the whole bowl if they wanted it, and eat as much as they want. But priceless. If you didn't see the viral video, you might want to check it out. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagging tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinary near you, go to fearfreepets.com. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by VetraScience. Summer's here. We're all excited. But for your pets, it may not be so exciting. They may be full of anxiety, especially around the eclipse. There's thunderstorms and lightning, all kinds of things that cause anxiety. 
No one likes to see their furry best friend trembling in the corner, and that's where Composure Supplement Choose from VetraScience comes in. Let's go to Keith. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, actually, Mount Pleasant, uh, Iowa. I'm just pulling into a Walmart distribution center. I'm a truck driver, so... <laughs> we love ourselves well, some OTR. What's going on with your animal? Oh, she's 13 years old, very vibrant still. Uh, she's a large border collie, uh, kind of big bones uh, for a border collie. She um, has hip problems right now, and I'm kind of worried and wondering what I can do to help her. Now, you're saying she's big bones, so is that a nice way of saying she's overweight? Well, no, no, no. She's, uh, you know... For a border collie, her prime weight when she was young, or she came off a cattle farm in Texas, is mm-hmm. 60 pounds. For a female, that's large for a border collie. The males generally ran around 70 pounds. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm not giving you grief here, Keith, but you know, definitely weight management is the number one thing that pet owners can do that you can control to make sure your pets are um, having the best mobility they can. So if Absolutely. she's in good weight, perfect. But if, if you know, for, for other dogs that might not be in good weight, before I go to drugs and medicines, I'm going to really push to get weight loss because that's, that's the number one thing. Um, so you know, are you currently using any remedies, any supplements, anything for her at this time? Uh, you know, I mean, I threw the glucosamine stuff at her. I was just more wondering, like, uh, do they have, because she's 13, uh, she was a Frisbee dog all her life, jumping up and mm-hmm. down. And, you know, I mean, at seven, the, the doc told me that she was going to have hip problems. And I'm just wondering if there's any, she's having a real hard time getting up and down all the time now. Uh-huh. If there's yeah. anything I can do to alleviate the pain. The weight is under sure. control, but she's still in pain. Okay. Yeah. And in, in her age group, I'll tell you, I have a 13 and a half year old lab and I'm going through the same thing. And it depends a bit on the degree of discomfort that we're having. If we're getting slow, getting up and down, um, there's a little bit more effort to her movements. It, dogs aren't going to cry. So I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the slow, um, purposeful movements that they do. And, and if we're seeing that, then I may just add in one medication. I may try something as simple as a joint support with a pain medicine. My own dog, I'll tell you right now, I have her on five different things um, because we're, we're wow. losing function. We're, we're losing the benefit of these different medicines. So we, we'll need to find a spot for your dog somewhere within that, I, I'm assuming. Um, so a joint support, absolutely. Put her on a glucosamine product. Um, and even beyond that, there's hyaluronic acid supplements that can be given in the injection form or even in the liquid form. Um, there's one called Lubricin that we talk about on the show quite a bit. So that can help. It's a low-level thing, so it's not going to help that pet that is really horrible horrible arthritic hips and be the only thing that's going to fix that. So we're going to add in other things. My own dog, I have on Tramadol, which is an opioid-like pain medicine, which is very nice because it has low side effects and it's tolerated really well. Um, And then I added in a non-steroidal pain reliever for my dog, and there's many out there. You'll need to talk to your vet about this. Make sure that, you know, she's um, healthy, she's got recent lab work. But a non-steroidal pain reliever is really important for a dog that's got a lot of um, arthritic problems, a lot of joint discomfort. There's only so far that supplements will go for those babies, and, and that's 
that's where my, my doggie's at. Um, and then beyond that, I'll even add in, um, there's a medicine called gabapentin. And I just recently added that to my dog's regimen, and it's really helped her quite a bit. Um, you know, but that's where we kind of build upon this. And it's what we call multimodal pain management. So one medicine doesn't stop pain enough um, in many older pets. So we have to kind of dabble in different pathways to try to uh, relieve their discomfort and, and to help them move. And so if, if you're new to starting something with her, I'm not advocating trying five things like my dog, um, but I would definitely see about getting into something that's maybe well-tolerated like tramadol or gabapentin and then see about a, um, a non-steroidal with your vet. I appreciate that. Do they make uh, like a cortisone injections when it gets, you know, I mean, down the road? I mean, yeah. eventually quality of life is going to come down to where she will have to be put down to understand that. But, I mean, she's just so full of life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening in the next five years. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm going through the exact same things. You know, the the tails wagging, the jumping and the running for balls is still going on. So um, for cortisone injections, they're really not the best thing when we're talking about managing pain. Um, We can, if there's a particular joint, we'll sometimes give it an intra-articular injection of cortisone, kind of like people. Um, But um, if we're not doing those other steps that I've mentioned, that would be my first-line therapy that I would try that. Now, I have looked into, and believe it or not, they actually do stem cell therapy um, for dogs with um, hip dysplasia and arthritis. So that's something, but it's, it's a little bit more of a surgical procedure and probably not, you know, routine use for, um, you know, the average pet owner. Well, I very much appreciate your, uh, I'll, I'll look into that intermodal pain management you were talking about. I talked to my Absolutely. dad about that. I appreciate your input. Okay. Thanks for the call, Keith, and have a good one. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Let this summer be stressless for your pets with the help of Composure by Science. From Glycoflex to multivitamins, your pets will thank you for Science supplements. And thanks, Science, for underwriting Animal Radio. Those big, scary storms can be terrifying for your pet. And we know that when they're stressed, so are you. Take good care of your buddy with VetraScience Composure. VetraScience Composure helps ease anxiety for pets caused by storms, travel, and owner separation. It won't sedate them, and your pets will love the taste. Also, try our Glycoflex for hip and joint health, as well as multivitamins and probiotics. Find VetraScience supplements at your local pet store, Petco, or your vet. Learn more at VetraScience.com. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We are less than 10 days away from the total eclipse. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're, we're all very excited about that. I'm, I'm chasing it. I'm going to, uh, uh, we're going to go up going to Oregon to, Oregon. Yes. to chase it down along with millions of other people and uh, should be quite an experience. And for you, Dr. Debbie, you're going, where are you going for this? I'm going to Wyoming. Wyoming. So, 
Yeah, oh, wow. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So, yeah, we're going to experience the total solar eclipse. So I'm so psyched. <laughs> Is this your first eclipse, total eclipse? Total eclipse, yeah. So, um, you know, we see the partial ones, I think, when those have come around. That's but, nothing yeah. like the total ones. People that are like, you know, oh, well, I got 95%. That's like being a little bit pregnant. It's it's no. a completely different thing. <laughs> I think it's still something fun to celebrate. And, you know, I'm not a science geek in that way of, you know, like astronomy. But someone told me about this years ago. And it just sounded like such a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we planned for it over three years ago. And it was wow. funny because it's, yeah, a lot of hotels are like, yeah, what day? And then you tell them they've got, Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, We found a Motel 6 in Wyoming, I believe it was, for $2,600 a night, uh, up from their $60 (laughs) a night normally. There will be a lot of gouging going on. And speaking of gouging, uh, are you taking Boss with you? No, no, we're not taking the dogs. Not taking the dogs? I don't think it's going to be something that, you know, I can't tell my dogs to appreciate that experience. So um, I'm going to let them stay home and, you know, stay stay chill. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to leave our dogs at home, too. Uh, But there's a lot of concern about whether or not looking at the sun, you know, obviously it's very dangerous for humans and whether or not it would be for the animals. I never thought about that. Yeah. We have Angela Speck. She's the director of astronomy and a professor of astrophysics at the University of Missouri. Welcome to the show, Angela. Glad to be here. Should we be worried about the animals and whether or not uh, if they're looking at the sun, they'll, they'll damage their eyes? So I don't think we really do need to worry about that. I think there's a couple of ways to think about it. One is that, you know, it's not more dangerous than any other day. On a normal day, our animals are outside and we don't worry about them staring at the sun. And the same is true on this day. Um, they won't be like looking at everyone else and going, oh, what are what they, are they looking, looking at? What are they looking up and looking up? You know, yeah. animals don't do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't look at us and go, oh, I wonder what they're looking at. Um, now, when, they will react to the change in brightness, but I don't think we have to worry about them actually staring at the sun just because we don't worry about it any other day. Okay. What kind of changes in behavior might we expect from our animals? Well, so um, we know there are a few things. You know, there's there's an eclipse somewhere on the planet, a total solar eclipse somewhere on the planet nearly every year. So we have lots of stories about what happens. And people tell you, oh, you know, right before, about 20 minutes before it gets dark, the birds all go crazy. And actually, I'm not sure they are going crazy. I think they're doing what they think is normal for twilight. And so if you're in the zone of the total eclipse on the path of totality, or even within about the 90% zone, it's going to get to twilight colors. So just after sunset colors in the sky, you've blocked out most of the sun, it's going to get a little bit darker. And the animals seem to behave like, oh, it's twilight, it's time to fly around and make lots of noise. Or, oh, it's time to go back to the barn because it's nearly bedtime. Or, ooh, it's food time. And so I think animals react to that change in light rather than it being craziness. Okay. I can see all the cows in the fields going back to the barn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of different animal things going on. Um, actually, here at MU, you know, we're a, a, a big state school, but we have a lot of animal scientists, plant scientists. We have research farms, uh, a vet school, all of that. And we're actually going to set up some webcams on different animal uh, pens and things like that. So we're going to be watching the barn door to see if any cows come home. Um, and we're going to be, you know, looking at the chickens and see what they do and things like that. Because, you know, there are lots of these stories 
But at the moment, they're just anecdotes. We don't have good science research on them. So we're actually going to try and do science on it. Where are you going for this? Well, so I live on the path of totality. You do? Uh, yeah. The university is right in the middle of the path in Missouri. Wow. wow. How convenient that is. Wow, you don't even have to travel. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be um, a little silly here by the time we get to the actual eclipse. We're expecting to, you know, at least double our population, if not more. Um, and so, you know, it's going to be a bit silly, but I live close to campus, so I'm just going to go wherever I need to be, and I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. And I'd have to say, you know, if people are worried about what their pets might do, if they might be, you know, frightened or behave unusually with uh, the eclipse, I mean, wouldn't it be just smart to just tell them, keep your pets inside and, you know, let them be safe? (laughs) See, I wonder, I worry about crowds, especially with uh, animals that are outside, because I guess the town we're going to, they say it's going to swell up to 500 times its normal size. Good point, yeah. what, what normally takes an hour to travel on the road will take eight hours. Are you getting any kind of sense? of how many people are going to be rushing to the path of totality? Um, so we, it's really hard to predict. It's one of the things that I'm chairing a task force that is actually aimed at planning for the entire country. And we've been trying to do this for months, but, you know, we don't have any precedent. So, or at least the last time there was an eclipse like this was 1918 um, <laughs> that goes all the way across the country. So it's really hard. But I think a doubling of the population on average is probably a lowball estimate. I think in some places it's going to be much more than that. Um, Lathrop, Missouri is a town of 2,000 people, but it's the closest town uh, for 12.5 million Americans to get to the center of the path of totality. So who knows? Angela Speck, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Okay, it's time for us to get on out of here. Don't forget you can get your fix during the week over at animalradio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. A great app to have, have, so I encourage you to grab it now. Download it now. Now's the time to do it. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Woof. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.